Good morning, and if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to the book of Habakkuk. Now, if you look in your Bible and you find Jonah, Micah, Nahum, and then you'll come to the book of Habakkuk. We're just going to read a few verses this morning, and then we're going to look at them together. So, starting to read at Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 1. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Now turn with me to the back of the book of Habakkuk. And if you turn to chapter 3, we're just going to read uh, verse 19 of chapter 3. This is at the end of the book. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights for the direction for, uh, for the director of music on my string instruments. Let's just pray. Our Father, we just come to you this morning as we seek your guidance, as we look at the scriptures together, and we look for encouragement, we look for challenge, and we just pray that through these words you will speak to us this morning in our situation here. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Well, we've looked at the beginning and the end of that book of Habakkuk. It's only a short book. And the reason I've done that, I've titled it, um, How Do We Get From Chapter 1, Verse 1 to 4, down to chapter 3, verse 19. Well, I was thinking about this morning. This morning, here we're at the, we're at the start of a new year, a year that is follow, has followed on from what has been a year dominated with problems that have stemmed from COVID-19. And I know that it's caused worry, it's caused uncertainty, and it's caused many to maybe doubt the future or certainly not be looking forward to whatever the future holds. And I was thinking about one word that's been mentioned quite a bit, the word isolation. And I looked at this um, word in the dictionary, and so the dictionary definition, and this is what it said. It said, isolation, the condition of feeling alone especially when this makes you feel unhappy. Can you relate to that this morning? I'm sure that you can. You know, we are all missing being together. And this can lead to feelings of neglect. And for us as Christians, we may even feel that God has deserted us. Now, if you are feeling like that this morning, you're not the first one and you're not the only person to feel like that. You know, when we turn to our Bibles, we see people like Moses, Elijah, David, Jeremiah, and many other great servants of the Lord. And at times, they had these feelings, these feelings of isolation, of being alone, of being deserted, and feeling that God had forgotten them. And for this morning, it's good for us to know these things. And we see these people as being just like us, human people with feelings, not perfect. And from these things, we learn 
And what we learn is we can see how these people dealt with their problems. So we're going to look this morning at Habakkuk. And in this short time, we're going to take encouragement as we go forward into this new year in the knowledge that we are not alone. The Lord is with us. Now, Habakkuk lived during a time of uncertainty as his nation was moving further away from God. This was a time when Zephaniah, Jeremiah and Nahum were prophets who were warning the nation about God's pending judgment. Now, this was during the period of King Josiah, and then after King Josiah, King Jehoiakim. They ruled Jerusalem prior to and during the rise of the Babylonians. And the Babylonians were under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar. They're also known as the Chaldeans. So when you see that word Chaldeans and Babylonians, it is the same situation that's happening and as danger threatened, and things seemed to go from bad to worst, Habakkuk wrote this book. Habakkuk was a man who was faithful to God. He trusted God. But the moral decline of his nation, and the political problems of the day, and the threatened invasion from a foreign king, caused him great concern. And in his distress, he turned to the Lord. And when he did that, he was bringing to him his misgivings about the future. He was open and honest with God. And then he listened to what God had to say. And eventually, he trusted in what God had said to him. Now, I want us to take some encouragement from this book. Now, we don't have time to go through it in detail. Maybe sometime in the future we can do that. But we can see here how Habakkuk dealt with these things in his days of uncertainty. Now, just a, a little uh, quick run down here um, of the book of Habakkuk. And if you want to take these headings away with you, you can look at them in more detail. Uh, we see, first of all, Habakkuk, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Habakkuk questions God. Then in chapter 1, verse 5 to 11, the Lord answers. When we get to verse 12 of chapter 1 and then read through to chapter 1 of, uh, verse 1 of chapter 2, we hear that Habakkuk again complains to God. And then in chapter 2, verse 2 through 20, the Lord answers him. Then Chapter 3, verse 1 to 15, we hear Habakkuk's song. And then at the very end of the book, chapter 3, 16 through to 19, we see Habakkuk's conclusion. So, for Habakkuk, although his circumstances were different to ours, the questions he was asking might have been questions that we might ask in our day. So let's just consider that first section, Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. Habakkuk is complaining to God. Now we read that together. And what he's saying is, where is God in all this confusion that's going on in our world today? Verse 2 of chapter 1. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen or, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Does Habakkuk think that God really doesn't care and that's confirmed when we come to verse 3 he says 
Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. So let's be honest. Habakkuk is saying here to the Lord, I can see what's going on all around me. In our day, we might say, I watch the news. I read the papers. I hear what people are saying. I know that you, God, have the power to help, but I can't see you doing anything to make things any better. And I keep asking, but you do not seem to be answering me. You know, I mentioned earlier that many people throughout the Bible, these these great characters that we read about, they went through times like this. David had many times when he felt like this. And David, like Habakkuk, would ask God, how long will this go on before you change things? Now we know that David had a different problem to Habakkuk, as we have different problems to Habakkuk. But when David dealt with his problems, his feelings were the same, feelings of isolation, feelings of being alone and also being unhappy. Let's just take one of the Psalms, Psalm 6, verse 1 to 3. This is what David said. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Well, that's basically the cry from Habakkuk. But at the end of that psalm, David could say, For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. So there's some encouragement from the life of David. But let's see what happens to Habakkuk as God speaks to him. This section is chapter 1, verse 5 through to 11. This is what we read in verse 5. This is what God is saying to Habakkuk as Habakkuk is questioning God's actions. And God says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. God's answer. God doesn't immediately change things to how Habakkuk would like them to be. And he doesn't give Habakkuk any details of what he will do. Not at this point. Instead, he tells Habakkuk what he, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, should be doing. He's saying, I am doing things, but you, Habakkuk, you should watch and wait. You know, remember that. Remember that. That's what God said to him. You might not understand it, but watch and wait. I am here. Well, Habakkuk continues to question God. And we see that in verse 12 through to of chapter 1 through to verse 1 of chapter 2. Here's one of those verses, chapter th- verse 13 in chapter 1. This is what Habakkuk says to God. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoings. Why then do you tolerate the tre- treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? So Habakkuk is here saying to the Lord, Why do you need to wait? 
You have the power to change things. Why are you not doing what I think you should be doing? Now, after he again questions the Lord, he's still not quite satisfied with the answer, but he makes a decision here. He decides to do what the Lord has asked him to do. And we read that in chapter 2, verse 1. This is what Habakkuk says. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. This is Habakkuk's faith in action. He's saying, I still don't understand, but I will obey your instructions. And at this point, the Lord will, by his words, reassure Habakkuk that he, the Lord, is in control. There will be difficult days ahead, but they're all all part of a greater plan. And the Lord reveals some of the details to Habakkuk, knowing that even if he explained his reasons, Habakkuk would not understand them. We see, in hindsight, the part of the plan that God had was to bring about the birth of Jesus. Now, that plan is still at work in our day. Jesus has been born. Jesus has walked this earth. He has brought the gospel. He has died. He has risen again. He has gone back to heaven. And in our day, as God prepares for the return of Jesus, and in our Bibles, the Lord gives us enough information for us to know that he is doing. And what he is doing is all for a purpose. And it is for us to know that he is still in control. These are the days in which we are called, and we are called to watch and wait, to trust and obey, to be like Moses, to be like Elijah, to be like David, Jeremiah, be like Peter, Paul, John, and to be like Habakkuk, and all those who have gone before us. Watch and wait and obey. Chapter 2, verse 2 through to 20, the Lord answers. Let's look at verse 3 of that chapter 2. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. This verse should be a reminder, a reminder to us of what the Lord is saying to us in our day. Through the words that he gave to John on the Isle of Patmos, the words in the book of Revelation. We have enough to encourage us, maybe not to understand it all, but to believe it, to watch, to wait, and to obey. Now we come to the end of chapter 3, and we're reaching the end of Habakkuk's book. And this part, verse 1 from chapter 3 through to 15, it's Habakkuk's song. You see, Habakkuk has put his misgivings into God's hands. 3 verse 1, Lord, I have heard of your fame. 
I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. That was the start of Habakkuk's song of praise. And it's also a prayer. And you know, God is still answering that prayer. This is what the Lord is doing in the days that we live. These are the days of grace. The wrath, in wrath, remember mercy. God's mercy. Mercy that was brought by what his son did on Calvary's cross. So that we, in our day, could be encouraged by verses from the gospel writers. And that famous passage, which I quote many times, John three sixteen through to 18. This is God's mercy. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So, this is the days of God's grace, the days of God's mercy. Let's have a look at what Habakkuk did as he was lifted out of his isolation, out of his feeling alone, after feeling deserted, deserted by God and being unhappy. After taking it to the Lord, in the midst of his stark surroundings, he sang a song of praise. This is verse 16 to 19. Habakkuk's conclusion. I heard, and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay kept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. In other words, Habakkuk is saying, Lord, I don't fully understand it. It does trouble me, but I will trust in you. And this is in the face of danger and in the face of uncertainty. And then we come to this passage. Verse 16. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls. You know, he's speaking of a time when things are bad, but instead of getting better, they just get worse. But he goes on in verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Saviour. This is how he's going to stand. He's going to be strong, not in his own strength. But he's going to rejoice in God, his Saviour. Then verse 19. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And then he goes on at the end. For the director of music on my stringed instrument, he's playing this song, he's singing this song, he's written these words. 
This is the one in whom he stands. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. You know, these are the blessings that we can know when we have that close relationship with God by having Jesus and by knowing Jesus as our Savior, even in these our difficult days of isolation. We do it in the knowledge that a greater battle than the battle we are fighting against COVID-19. This greater battle has been won. And this is the battle against sin. And this battle, the results of it, can protect us from the wrathful judgments of God. Not by what we have done, but why, by what Jesus did. You know, there's a, an old hymn. And it says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. May that be words from our hearts today. And it goes on. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Have a read through that book of Habakkuk. It's only a short book. Have a read with these thoughts in mind. And then as you do that, you can answer that question that we asked at the beginning. And the question was, how did we get from chapter 1, verse 1 to 4 to chapter 3, verse 19? Well, for Habakkuk, it was a bit of a journey. But it was a glorious end. Let's just pray. Our Father, we just pray that we will have been encouraged this morning by what you have said to us through your word. And our Father, we ask your continued blessing upon us now as we go forward into this new year, as we go knowing that you are with us. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.